0: Hello everyone, this is Vidyapati Purushottaman broadcasting from China. United Nations General Assembly of 77th session was held at UN headquarters from 19th to 26th September 2022. The theme of the general debate is focused on a watershed moment, transformative solutions to interlocking challenges. At this moment, Chinese State Councilor and Foreign Minister Wang Yi called on the international community to make every effort for peace and development and shoulder the responsibility for solidarity and progress. Chinese State Councilor and Foreign Minister Wang Yi's speech can be broadly classified into six major topics. Firstly, he focused on building a community with a shared future for mankind. Secondly, he focused on China's role in the United Nations. Thirdly, he briefed about the role of China in the global development. Fourthly, he concentrated on the international order and the major hotspot in the world. Importantly, when he spoke about Taiwan, he focused on Chinese perspective and the UN Charters that explain about the position of Taiwan and the importance of One China policy. Finally, he explained about the socialism with Chinese characteristics and he explained how it is benefiting the world for the past decade. In his introductory remarks of the speech, he mentioned that challenging times and the uncertainty of the global economic recovery is in focus and the new phase of turbulence and transformation of the changes are accelerating. He then briefed about the full of hope by mentioning the multipolarity, economic globalization and how it is deepening. He mentioned that societies are digitalized and culturally diverse in the changing global order he focused that the countries are more interconnected and interdependent he mentioned that peace and development remain the underlying trend of our times, and people call for progress and cooperation is getting louder UN 77 session is focused on a watershed moment transformative solutions of interlocking challenges on this theme his speech is focused into six categories. He focused on the building a community with a shared future of mankind. He mentioned that we must uphold peace and oppose war and turbulence. Secondly, on pursuing development and eliminating the poverty. Thirdly, he focused on remaining open and opposing exclusion. Fourthly, he focused on staying engaged in cooperation and oppose confrontation. Fifthly. He mentioned to strengthen solidarity and oppose division. Finally, he focused to speak about upholding equity and oppose bullying. In all these six topics, he mentioned about President Xi Jinping's thought and quoted President Xi. While briefing these six points, he mentioned that China's answer is firm and clear. He quoted President Xi Jinping and said, peace is like air. And sunshine is hardly noticed when we are benefiting from it, but none of us can live without it. While explaining the importance of upholding peace and opposing the war and turbulence, Wangi said calling on all countries to remain committed to addressing differences through peaceful means and resolving disputes through dialogue and consultation. This statement is directly referring to the Ukraine crisis and China's stance on it and other global hotspots that is currently in progress. Wang Yi has also briefed about China's stance and explained about the international order and hotspots in the upcoming presentation. Secondly, when he briefed about the pursuing development and eliminating poverty, Wang he stressed noting the world should place development at the center of the international agenda and build international consensus on promoting development. He further emphasized that everyone in every country should benefit from the fruit of development which is more an inevitable way. Thirdly, he called the nations to remain open and oppose exclusion. He quoted President Xi Jinping and mentioned that openness is the sure way to human prosperity and advancement. He mentioned that protectionism will hurt everyone. It is observed that this statement is referring to the ongoing financial restrictions that US is applying around the world. He called for staying true to openness and inclusiveness and tear down fences and barriers that hinder the free flow of factors of production. He then claimed to uphold the World Trade organization centred multilateral trading system and endeavour to build an open world economy. Fourthly, he called nations to seek cooperation and oppose confrontation. He highlighted that the international community to stand against drawing lines on ideological grounds and work together to expand common ground and convergence of interests to promote world peace and development. Finally, he pointedly mentioned that the countries must uphold equity and oppose bullying. He explained that countries may have differences and problems but they should increase mutual understanding based on equality and respect. He called for the win-win cooperation and mentioned that the best strategy is to stick together and it's the only way forward. Without mentioning any of the conflict, he highlighted that we should engage in dialogue consultation and win-win cooperation and reject conflict, coercion and zero-sum games. Finally, he also called to jointly oppose group politics and block confrontation. While he is mentioning about the strengthening solidarity and opposed division, he quoted President Xi Jinping and said the countries around the world are like passengers on the same ship who share a common stake. All of us should pull together to navigate the ship through the storm toward a bright future. He highlighted that the world must embrace diverse civilization to make continuous advances And mankind must pursue an inclusive path to achieve modernization. While talking about the common values of humanity, he stressed that peace, development, fairness, justice, democracy and freedom is a major common values of humanity. He pointedly mentioned that differences in system should not be used as an excuse to create division. Thus, he called to stand against a drawing ideological line and expand the common ground to promote world peace and development. Being one of the major highlights of this topic, he strongly mentioned that we must uphold equity and oppose bullying. He insisted that no country is above others and no country should abuse its power to bully other sovereign countries. He called nations to practice multilateralism. To promote equity for all countries in terms of rights, rules and opportunities and build new type of international relations featuring the mutual respect, equity, justice and win-win cooperation. He highlighted that mutual respect and equity of countries big and small is a primary principle of the UN Charter. He further insisted that the major international issues should be handled and international rules should be drawn by all countries together. After responding how to build a community with a shared future of mankind, he then explained the role of China in the United Nations. The highlights of the speech in this topic are he explained how China is engaging in building global peace and further he insisted that how actively China is promoting the international peace and participating in international arms control disarmament and non-proliferation process. He threw some light on the numbers such as China is the top contributor of peacekeeping personnel among the P5 and it is the second largest founding contributor to both United Nations and its peacekeeping operations. While explaining about China's role in the global development, he insisted that China is a significant trading partner of over 130 countries and regions and contributing about 30% of annual global growth. It is a major engine for driving the global economy and a pay sector in implementing the 2030 Agenda. He highlighted that China has made the poverty reduction goal in 10 years ahead of schedule and accounts for over 70% of the gains in global poverty reduction. China has set up the UN Peace and Development Trust Fund and Global Development and South South Cooperation Fund. China has also provided development aid to more than 160 countries in need and extended more debt service payment out by developing countries than any other G20 members so far. While addressing the international order, he insisted that China stand firmly against attempts to politicize human rights and work to promote the healthy development of international human rights cooperation. While advocating the developing countries, he insisted that China will forever stand with other developing countries. He further extended to say that developing countries are no longer the silent majority in international and multilateral processes. With stronger solidarity, China and other developing countries have spoken out for justice and became a pillar of promoting development, cooperation and safeguarding equity and justice. Foreign Minister Wang Yi has then explained how China is providing public goods to fight against the COVID-19 virus. He remarked that China is among the first to promise making COVID vaccines a global public good and to support waiving intellectual property rights on vaccines. He highlighted that China has provided about 2.2 billion doses of vaccines to more than 120 countries and international organizations. He also marked that China has signed the cooperation with 149 countries and 32 international organizations. Then he highlighted about data security and its importance. He then explained about climate change and how China is committed to a development path that puts ecological conservation first. He also threw some light on global food security challenges and insisted that China have provided 15,000 tons of emergency humanitarian food assistance to the developing countries that is in need. While addressing about the hotspot of the countries in the world, Foreign Minister Wang Yi has highlighted that China has endeavored to help settle hotspot issues in a conservative way. Regarding the Ukraine crisis, he insisted that China supports all efforts conducive to the peaceful resolution of the Ukraine crisis. He explained that the pressing priority is to facilitate talks of peace between the countries to resolve it peacefully. He insisted that it is required to call on all party concerned to keep the crisis from spilling over and protect the legitimate rights and interests of developing countries. Regarding the Palestinian issue. He insisted that justice is already late but it must not be absent. He further said that the two-state solution is crucial for upholding fairness and justice. He then explained China's perception and said that China will continue to support the Palestinian people in pursuing their just cause of restoring legitimate national rights. While talking about the Korean nuclear issue, He insisted that it is important to address its root cause. He mentioned that it is required to follow the dual-track approach and principle of talking faith and synchronized steps and jointly uphold peace and stability of the peninsula to resolve the issue through dialogue and consultation. Regarding Afghanistan, he insisted that in a critical transition from chaos to order, The right way forward is to put in place an inclusive political framework and adapt moderate policies. He then explained China's perception by saying the goal should be to resume economic growth and improve people's lives with the fighting terrorism and integrating to the region being the priorities. On Cuba, he insisted that China firmly supports the Cuban people in their just struggle to defend their sovereignty and oppose external interference in the blockade. He stated that abuse of guns is becoming an increasingly serious problem across the world by referring the accidents in United States. He then said China has decided to launch its domestic procedure to ratify the US Firearms protocol which will contribute to strengthening global cooperation on gun control and closing the security deficit. While talking about Taiwan's trade crisis, he said that since ancient times, Taiwan has been an inseparable part of China's territory. He recalled the Cairo declaration, POSUM and POSUM proclamation issued 70 odd years ago that all the territories Japan has stolen from Chinese including Taiwan and Penghu Islands shall be restored to China. He further explained China's perception on Taiwan stating that this is an important part of post-war international order. He then recalled that 51 years ago in the same hall where the General Assembly took place And he highlighted the resolution 2758. What does the 2758 stands for? It is an overwhelming majority which restores the lawful seat of China in the United Nations and to expel the representative of the Taiwan authorities from the place they had unlawfully occupied. He insisted that the so-called due representation proposal has put forward by the United States and a few others to keep Taiwan's seat becoming nothing but a piece of paper. He highlighted that US is one among the signatory party. This resolution 2758 is politically, legally and procedurally the issue of the representation of the whole of China, including Taiwan in the United Nations and international institutions. It collectively blocked any attempts by anyone or any other countries to create two China or one China, one Taiwan. He insisted that one China principle has become a basic norm in international relations and the consensus of the international community. After explaining China's perception and relevant resolution in UN that support China's stance, he further explained when entering to diplomatic relations with China, 181 countries all recognized and accepted that there is about one China in the world and Taiwan is part of China. He then strongly insisted that PRC government is the sole legal government representing the whole of China by firmly upholding the one China principle. He said that China is not only upholding the sovereignty and territorial integrity but also truly safeguarding peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. After explaining China's stance and perception on Taiwan and the relevant resolutions that support China's stance, he then explained about the socialism with Chinese characteristics. He pointed that after 18th National Congress, that is 10 years ago, socialism with Chinese characteristics has entered a new era. He said that in the past decade, China has made historic achievements and transformation in pursuing economic and social development. He then highlighted that China is fully implementing a new development philosophy of innovative, coordinated green and open development for all and is pursuing high-quality development and fostering a new development And he also mentioned about the upcoming 20th National Congress and how responsible it is for China's future development. He insisted that China will follow the Chinese path to modernization to achieve the rejuvenation of the Chinese nation. This is Vidyapati Purushottaman broadcasting from China.